Match, episode uh, 102. Produce Butchers. Yeah, might end up lit with that. Uh, text the Soundhawk. Well, first whisper in your lover's ear. You know what? I feel like it's pledge drive time here in Natch Studios. If you like what you hear, if you if you rely on us every morning to get you through your drive to work. Go to Patreon. Donate a no, few bucks. No, no, no. None of that. We're not on there. Our only ask is, uh, hey, when's the last time you whispered in your lover's ear? Hey, life partner. Natch. I love you. I love Natch. I love you. I love you, but I also love Natch. I also love Natch. I want to bring these guys into our relationship. Ooh. You want to do that? You want to get in touch with the sound talk? You can text him, 303-548-6877. You can check us out on Instagram, at Natch9000. If you want to text me, there's a photo of my, uh, of my augmented updated business card just crushing it right now. People are loving that picture. Uh, it's social media if never you ceases really to confuse. Wanted to, you could text us and we could come over. You get on one side of the bed, I get on the other, and as they fall asleep, we whisper a podcast into their ears. That's for uh, platinum donors only. Yeah, there might be a fee. That's an indecent proposal right there. Another stellar old gay track to open the show. Thank you. That one's uh, Knock on My Ribs. I think you're up in your game. I also think we might have to drop another music uh, mix master into the queue. I've been thinking about it. There are so many now. Well, I'm going to do old gay scores. There we go. Volume one. Right. It'll come out soon. Can you piece them all together or will it just be a mess? Uh, That's what I'm trying to decide. I think think on Instagram I will post like... A past, you know, to be like a single file, kind of like our Christmas mix. On Instagram? I'm sorry, on SoundCloud, on the SoundCloud, on the feed, on the RSS feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm thinking I'd like to give the people, you know, some people might just want to download it as a zipper with the individual tracks oh, for their free, own freeware. mixes. Yeah. I don't know where the hell we'd post that. Root files. We tell, ask Dan Deacon. Or no, no, stem no. Stem files, stem. You got the stems. Here's all the stems to. Yeah. We could just throw it in a zipper, throw it on the media fire and tweet out the link. So you better... We do have a media fire. We do. It's for client interface mostly, but uh, who wants to talk about that? It's all the same. Do you know the... Can you guess? Does knock on the ribs? Does that uh, sing to you from a favorite stage play? Um, Oh, no. It's a a line from Macbeth. It is? (laughs) Yes. No, it's not. In passing. Like, he's like, knock on my (laughs) ribs. Just a just a random bit of uh I was watching there's blank this, verse. Oh there's a version of Macbeth that just came out like a year or two ago, the Weinsteins produced. It's got Michael Fassbender in the title role oh, yeah, and then yeah. Marianne Couillard. Wait, does he play Macbeth? His Lady Macbeth. And it's super stylized. The guy who directed it is the same guy that directed that Assassin's Creed movie that I just think came my out. Cold has come Fassbender. Back. So I was trying to watch it last night and visually stunning. Mm-hmm. Slow motion battle scenes, blood and guts. But the scene when he kills his father just goes on and on. He's like stabbing him and just leaning on it and just. Blah! Okay. And I just couldn't take it. But the one takeaway, knock on my ribs. Knock <laughs> on my ribs. As soon as I heard that, I knew because I was working on the, that track simultaneously. Because I realized I'm not going to absorb much of this version of Macbeth. I'm not in the mood. Let me tip to decipher into my the language. So I'm garage just gonna, band real quick. I'm just going to tinker with uh, this. Let me take this hitherto unnamed track. Default setting and tweak it a bunch and no, see no, what no. I can do. That wasn't a default setting. That was a software instrument that I dropped to a very low octave so that it became almost like patter, like a beat. 
It's just a little studio insight from G- Old Gay. And so what we do on this show is we do food news kind of eventually. This is a food news podcast, but I it's just, food news eventually. I just yeah. changed the tagline. Food news kind of eventually. Sort of. Podcast. In a way. In a manner food of Food news in a way. We'll do a little bit up here at the top. Foodishness. This one's pretty food heavy in the There's a lot of food stuff. The front end. Then we'll give you an interlude. A piece of found unacquired music. No, this is this is new music that we're going to Oh, hear it's today. new music curated new by... Music. Is it really? It's yeah. just got a very retro look. Okay. Oh, it has a retro sound, too. I think you're going to like it. Can't wait. And then we'll really get to the food news eventually with two or three stories to close the show. But to begin... Remember, remember last week we were talking about GNC? Yeah. Got that ad pulled from the Super Bowl. Yeah. And why was that? It was because the NFL doesn't like some of the supplements they sell, and some of them are banned by the NFL for It has come use. out that, yes, they were, their advertisement, which they thought was approved through, I guess, through Fox, but then the NFL was an additional step that nobody really told them about. Can you imagine jumping through those flaming hoops? Oh, my God. But they had a bottle with their logo on it in the ad or something, and the NFL was like, hey, we don't like bottles. You're selling banned substances. We like to sell Two. preferred drugs. DHEA and synephrine are products that they sell. A nasal decongestant? I mean, who gives a shit? Oh, all these stimulants, man. Yeah, weight loss. <sighs> Jacks, is this like diet pills? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so they still Ambars. sell that stuff, and I think the NFL says you can't take that stuff, and they said we're not going to run your ad. And GNC reportedly to file suit over banned Super Bowl ad, according to the grizzled veteran Hank Schultz. Well, and their argument, if I'm not mistaken, is that Amazon had ads galore in the Super Bowl, and they sell supplements. Yeah. Yeah. They sell and everything. Guess what? You got a shit ton of beer commercials. That's poison. in your pockets. Alcohol. Sugar, that is the last thing got, an athlete You got sugary be beverages lying <clears throat> in your pockets. Um, I think it's fundamentally hypocritical. Dan Fabricant, PhD, CEO, and executive director of the National Products Association, told Nutri-Ingredients-USA... We got to stop. I'm with, with Dan. We got to stop with all these titles and long. We're just very efficient. Do you know what happened? It's because we're old. We're old newsmen. We're like That's Hank. Hank's grizzled. A couple old journalists trying to hop into the podcast fray. We don't know about all the abreaves that the kids are totes using. <laughs> the the NFL has something like 3,500 athletes, and I think probably most of them take supplements. I think he's right. Yeah. Fabricant said that it seemed a stretch to single out GNC while at the same time taking ads from some other potentially questionable marketers. We've discussed that just a minute ago. If the NFL is concerned about a few of the products that GNC sells, how can it at the same time put its stamp of approval on alcohol consumption? The NFL takes ads from beer companies. They take ads from Amazon. Amazon sells supplements of all kinds, he said. You know what's going to be fun in the next? Probably won't happen by Super Bowl 52, but I'm thinking by 53, 54, weed's going to go national. You're going to have some fucking... Some stony ass Super Bowl ads, and it's going to be amazing. And but the best news is, if it's federally it's legal, it's not going to go national. You got sessions in there now. He got approved. We're done, dude. Nah, he's not going to. He'd be a jobs killer if he crushed the weed industry. It's yeah. huge now. I bet. He and you have like big people investing shits. in it. I don't know. All that's true. We'll see how it shakes out. We sure will, because we are watching. We but will not be yet. watching, but not yet. Uh, what else you got here? Whole Foods Produce Butcher. I found you this little Twitter moment. You know what? Uh, you mentioned the other day that you start your day or close your day or, or anytime. You, I don't know. If you're feeling too good about everything, you like to go to Twitter moments to hyperventilate about the a political situation. Lately, I've been going to bed and the last thing I do is check Twitter moments to see what the Trump news is. See, this was my first experience with Twitter moments. When you said that before, I, I was kind of like, uh-huh. Yeah, you yeah, were. Twitter moments. What? Didn't appreciate it. Well, I figured you were just looking at your feed. But I didn't know about Twitter moments. It's a so news this was source. 
No, I know. This is my first Twitter it's, moments it's experience. An, it's a news story told to you in tweets. Yeah, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's hard hitting. Uh, but the gist of it is that Whole Foods now has produce butchers in their stores. They opened one at least up in, I think, Brooklyn or somewhere. Somewhere <laughs> hip. Can't be bothered to chop your veg? Don't worry. The produce butcher will chop it for you. Dice, slice, julienne, minced. That's a tweet from Neil Saunders. At Neil Retail. Yeah. He's watching that space. He's on the beat. And there's well, a picture. Yeah. They got a whole little neon sign produce butcher, and there's a lady cutting up vegetables for you. I, I got to say, I do kind of, like, if you can get shit julienne there that you're taking Ooh, home that night, dude, if you, or if you don't have to use the, uh, whoa, what's that thing? The, that's called a jerk off motion. Yeah. If you don't have to jerk off your own kale. No, no, no. A salad spinner? The, the thing that you used to slice. A mandolin. Oh, that's dangerous. I don't want to lose a fingertip on a mandolin. Nope. So I'd rather have the produce butcher do it. Lose all her fingers on that mandolin. No, no, no. She's a pro. Oh, yeah. He's a pro. Whatever. He's a butcher. She's a butcher. It's a produce butcher. We're all produce butchers. Fuck yeah, we are. But I, uh, I don't know. Seems like kind of a quirky move to I try and appeal to millennials or something. It, it just attracts more of that sort of snarky criticism. But yeah, it might be useful. And I, I mean, th- is I think it they're free? a little scared. They're is losing market share to the Amazons free. of the world. Just be like, oh yeah, I bought all these vegetables. Can you cut Will them you for wash me? them? Do they wash? They must wash them too. <sighs> I would assume. I feel like you'd have to charge a premium for that. Although if you buy beef, you got to pay for that butcher. They they pre-butch it usually, right? Unless you go order a specialty cut. Yeah. Mark, you worked as a butcher. Oh, I bet you go to this produce butcher. Yeah, I bet you don't go get your. I, we need to dig deeper. The butcher. You don't go to the produce section, get some stuff, buy it, and then take it to the butcher. You go to the produce butcher and say, I want some mushrooms and I want you to cut them up. Boom. I'll, I'll be back. And she's got a, he or she has a little selection behind her and just grabs them and starts cutting. Charlie just, tells me you're a bitcher. Just like uh, the meat. Do you link your own sausages? I used to make sausage. Did you? Oof. You were in the sausage factory. I cleaned out that grinder. You could walk in it, get inside it and clean it out. You walked inside the grinder? You could get inside it. It was so big. That is horrifying. What if it accidentally turned on? Well, that would have been bad. <laughs> you would have been the sausage. Yeah, we made, I made sausage. What kind, of, what kind of industrial sausage operation were you part I'll of? I'll bet you that every one of these Whole Foods has a big grinder in the back. Yeah, I guess so. But one that you can climb into? I mean, you got also got your little clamp on your tabletop. That's the one I'm thinking of. The, <laughs> yeah, you the, could. the artisan well, no, hand crank. Oh, boy. Excuse me. You got very excited. Actually, so we would grind the meat in the grinder, but then you take the grind meat and use the hand crank to put it inside the condoms. To stuff the, to stuff the intestine. Yeah, the condoms. Uh, okay, so look look forward if you are in the Greenpoint area or where, where I the don't fuck know. is it? There's a produce butcher at Whole Foods. But only if you're in like the hippest of Whole Foods. I we're, wonder, we're on did top you know they're it. opening, oh, excuse me, did you know they're opening a Whole Foods in Union Station? Like across from Union Station? Wow. A big one. <gasps> I bet that one's going to have Let's a produce go. butcher. We'll do live shows. I know some people there. Um, so. Yep. Cluck. Cluck, cluck. Well, I cluck. I, I'm surprised that we got here so fast. That's all. <laughs> I'm not. Nothing surprises you anymore, does it? This is the front it? half. It's a little, you know, just a it's little. It's breezy. Highlights. Easy breezy. Easy D. Easy D? You didn't see the Easy D thing? I didn't see oh the Easy D. Oh my God. You Trump tweet. Oh, I'll tell you about it during Greg's egg. Because I think this is Greg's egg. Here comes Greg's egg. Now.
You know, it's true. I sometimes get a bit personal with you on the egg of Greg. Call me a vulnerable goofball. I don't care. So today, I'd like to get a bit foofy and talk about why I wish humanoids would spend a few minutes each day thinking about being a seven-year-old. Don't worry. I'm not going to get into some freak show inner child discussion, okay? But, but think about this. As a seven-year-old humanoid, your physical body is beginning to take on a few adult-like characteristics. Your permanent teeth start dropping in, your face starts to change, but your mental state is still locked and loaded on being seven years old. Open-minded, non-judgmental, passionate, fun, and full of energy. There's that childish innocence and enthusiasm that's so cool. And most important, seven-year-olds are curious. And that curiosity brings some nonconformity along with it. Nonconformity is where badass, idea-centric products and services come from. It's where problems are solved and where you make consumers feel good. And it's where new categories are created. It's breakthrough stuff. It's ingenuity more than WTF innovation. And you know how I feel about that word. Whew, man, I, I got on my soapbox there. Anyway, every day I spend time thinking about being a seven-year-old. Sometimes when it's really working, I catch myself with that, what I like to call a quote-unquote smile like a child face. You know what I'm talking about. Being seven is something you personally have done before. And for those humanoids who have reproduced, you know what a seven-year-old is like because you've owned one, too. Quick side note slash tangentitis. Technically, it's supposed to be seven years old for men and six years old for women. The master I learned this from never explained why, but I would think it might have something to do with women progressing and maturing a bit quicker than men, but who knows. Back on track. You can't afford to act six or seven all day long unless you're currently six or seven, and if you are, I say go for it. But you can drop in and out of this lovely state when you want to. It's a wonderful place of creative kidliness, where you exist in exploring even without encouragement. Most kids are amazed, fascinated by a wide range of happenings and experiences, and then there's all those questions. Just think about how that trip to the county fair, amusement park, or children's museum changed us forever. What about the humanoid Picasso? He was a trip and he got it, baby. He said, quote, I used to draw like Raphael. It has taken me my whole life to learn how to draw like a child, unquote. So wondering, what if everybody thought about being six or seven years old for a few minutes every day? It might spark up some long lost neurons or give you the coraggio to do something different. Okay, finally, here's the takeaway. Seven year old hearts are pure and their eyes are wild. Now go get some of that. Tee hee, ack ack. My oh my, Greg. Inner child. Inner child. I love the message there. Greg doesn't have children, though, does he? No, Greg was raised, raised by wolves, and that's right. I think is because I did take issue with one with one thing. I mean, uh, I have a seven year old, and he is he is judgmental. <laughs> he was complaining just yesterday that our library sucks. <laughs> the seven year old. I huh? had to get up in his shit. I'm like, dude, this we're very fortunate to have an amazing library in our neighborhood. 
And they order mm. him. He comes. He comes up with all these books that he wants. He'll you go in there the and say, "Like library." He was shitting on the public library. Yeah, oh, I got in his face. I know you like, did because he goes up to the. There's a librarian there. That's that your he's home away from with. home. I'm there like three or four times a week. Finding movies, but he wants like that no one's he wants, ever seen. He wants a book about the Houston Oilers, and they find one for him. They have to order it from some other state. So don't you tell me that this library <laughs> sucks, son. But yeah, I like the the when they come and take the library away, then where will you be? You think did they're I say take the those words correctly? Too? They come out of my mouth right. I think they did, but it was a struggle the whole way through. Who's Trump's secretary of library sciences? Does he have one of those? Well, it's it's got to be like. Uh, George Orwell or whoever George. hates libraries, not George Orwell. How about Hitler? Character. He liked to who burn books. Who hates libraries? Uh, my son. Oh, people who like me. to burn books. Yeah. Some book burner. Oh, speaking of. Speaking of book burning, it's... Uh, it, I'm glad I was going to ask for that and it just showed up. I could sense that you were ready for it. This is so, this has quickly become a crowd favorite. Our weekly We Are Watching for yeah. tr- post-Trump America. Yeah, we're watching, so... So, well, you, I mean, you should watch too. It's yeah, not so you don't have you to. You don't have to. You better watch. We're just watching because our eyes are just pried wide open in terror. Eh. Ish. Yeah. So here you go. Trump 101. This is part of a series on uh, Axios.com. Have you looked at the Trump 101 series? No. It's actually pretty good. They cover a lot of facets of this strange beast. So he, this one, this one says he's definitely not a health nut. Oh, so the Trump diet? Are we getting into the Trump diet? Yeah, this is, we're t- going to talk about what goes into the Trump here. Ooh. So uh, his biggest insecurity, his friends say, was his paunch. And yet he ate and worked out, or rather didn't, like a man who'd slept through the last 50 years of public health warnings. That sounds right. Not a huge surprise, right? He guzzled I diet. I think if you were to take oh. Trump's diet and put it against 4G Akak's diet, very similar. I think you just pissed off 4G. It's <laughs> a joke, Greg. 4G doesn't even eat out of plastic. Trump's probably... He's clean as a whistle. Yeah. Uh, he guzzled Diet Coke all day long. That's good. Fast food was a constant. Oh, good. The quote, three staples in the words of one aid, Domino's, KFC, and McDonald's. Wow. That's right. And get this, Big Macs were served on silver trays in his private jet. God damn it. You, uh... You can't polish. You worst. can't polish a turd. All right. Well, that's the worst, though. I mean, if you're going to eat shitty, at least eat it the way it's meant to be. Put well, he also he won't he won't touch food. Did you know that? Oh, he's a germaphobe, right? I don't know if it's that, but he uses forks and shit. And, I think he's a germaphobe. Um, keep going. My favorite part is uh, you Trump. Have to come. Trump loves big steaks, preferably the ones served at his clubs. His butler told the New York <laughs> Times the steaks would be so well done they would rock the plate. <laughs> So, so he likes just grit. I like, like a well done steak too, but not that. That's you too do? much. Yeah, I don't like rare. Medium. I like medium. <laughs> See. All right. All right. Uh, here you go. Trump snacks on original flavored Lay's potato chips and vanilla flavored Keebler Keebler Vienna fingers. This is my favorite. Those are two constants on his plane. Keebler Vienna fingers. Those vanilla, are those are tasty. Vanilla flavored. Vanilla flavored. So we're talking about this, right? That, that stuff. That's the one. Just that cream-filled cookie. That is Just so... Just a little, a little finger. It's <laughs> so weird because he has tiny fingers. I know. Maybe maybe those make his fingers look bigger when he's that holding is, them. That's such a weird... I don't... I haven't thought about a Keebler cookie in years. I haven't eaten a Keebler cookie in a long time. Meanwhile, Trump's been wolfing them down like a pregnant lady on... A... On PCP? Kick. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're 
on a, what is it when they get a hankering for something? A craving? Craving. <laughs> Damn it. Oh God. This is a whole new studio setup. I'm hitting the mic. Um, uh, yeah, that never happens in the regular studio nope. setup. Uh, pro. Yeah, pro. That's what I remember. The little fingers. Little fingers liking little fingers. That's, that's great. Little fingers eats more little fingers. Little fingers for little fingers. So we've uh, we've checked in with Trump biographer Mike Michael D'Antonio before in other we are watching segments. But here's here's his analysis. Uh, he really believes in genetic gifts. He wants to assume that he can he can do something that others can't do simply because of who he is. D'Antonio points out. Oh, here we go. That Trump is tall, and until his mid forties, he was probably a little bit blessed with getting away without paying much attention to his diet and exercise. Hmm. So what's the bottom line here? He feels he can eat like a king, a king, like anything he like any like he whatever he wants. He's above the law because yeah, above the did, laws of the rules of nutrition don't apply to him. Nope, no because he has royal blood. Yeah, he's such an idiot, dude. He is. <laughs> The analogy That's is the big surprise of this is not, it's just how, like how feckless he is. How, it's, it's dumber than you thought. It is. I was listening to somebody on some podcast who said like the biggest surprises to me were that <clears throat> like one, yeah, it's not, we underestimated and we knew people didn't like Hillary Clinton, but there are a lot of people who think she actually murdered people. Yeah. Like she killed them. Cycle, dude. <laughs> And then they also realized, she said, and, and he said, we underestimated the fact that people watch The Apprentice and genuinely think he's a genius at business. Yeah. That is just not the case. You put a f- few fucking Keebler fingers in his hands and put that on TV. Those little <laughs> fingers on those little fingers. It'll be all a whole new game. <laughs> uh, I mean, what's great to me is like the it's analogy is perfect. Watching. Like what goes in is, is, is like a direct reflection of what comes out of his mouth. Shit goes in, shit comes out. Yep, shit on a silver plate. That's pretty much it. Although I don't think it's a silver plate in terms of... It's a platter. Mm. Um, the kind that... I was going to make a Lou Reed reference, but I won't. Check our other podcast. Um, but it is almost interlude time. This week, we've got a song called Fuzz Phantom from uh, Mr. Elevator and the Brain Hotel. <laughs> Everybody's favorite band out of uh, Los Angeles, right? Uh, yeah, and their their new record, I think it comes out in a couple weeks. It's called When the Morning Greets You with a Smile. Oh, Yeah. It's friendly, right? Uh, Is this going to be an upbeat song? Yeah. So it's a, it's a nice. good one. Poppy? Sort of. Formed in Southern California in 2012 by Thomas Dolas and Justin Martinez, Martinez uh, and their mutual love of Donovan. Ooh. They eschew guitars for vintage synthesizers, organs, and electric pianos. So you'll hear a you'll hear a bass, but everything else is like drums Keyboards? and synth, bro. God, old gay style. And and my the reason I perked up right away is uh, love me some Donovan. Donovan's great. Perked up. When I read the press release, my ears pricked up. What? Yeah, my nipples got hard and everything. But uh, yeah, so. Stick around. We'll come back with some food news. Have I told you about the time I met Donovan? After the interlude? Nope. <laughs> I got to go on his rock and roll tour bus. I, this is not him at his prime. No, this was when he was, uh, he was actually touring with John Mellencamp. It was when I lived in Chicago. <laughs> John Mellencamp. How has the ring of uh, Patti Smith opening up for Bob Seger back in the day? It sort of felt like that because it was like he, uh, John Mellencamp was going on tour and he was, 
he was having people who'd influenced him as a songwriter open up for him. So I think like John Fogarty might have been one. Mm. But we're in the Quad Cities. You know, that's heartland shit right there. And Donovan, great, great singer-songwriter, was opening for him. And uh, I talked, I went and met Donovan at his hotel room earlier in the day before the show. And we chatted for a while and talked about rock and roll. <laughs> and then at one point he was like, Josh, would you like to see a rock and roll tour bus? <laughs> And is, he, I said, is he making a move? No, I don't think so. But I hipped him some, to some information because the reason I if got that, into Donovan... that story was in Please Kill Me, you would have gotten on that tour bus. Before you know it, someone's holding you down, sticking a horse needle in your arm, yeah. and trying to take a shit in your mouth. That could have happened. But uh, the reason I liked Donovan growing up was some skateboard videos produced by Foundation Super Company. Okay. They had a video called Superconductor Super Collider that had a bunch of Donovan music in it. And I remember watching, I was like, who is this? This dude's the jam, man. Let's hear it. So I got into Donovan, right? And, but I told him about that and he was all excited. So that made me happy that maybe he like Didn't went. they probably just rip that song off the web? And They did. But I mean, it was like, no one made any money on those videos. I did get paranoid about that for a while because he was like very interested. <laughs> and so I kind of told him like what the video was called. And then on the drive home, I had that thought. I was like, oh shit, did I just roll out Foundation <laughs> yeah, Super yeah. Company? Is he, is he going to go after them for royalties? Uh-huh. So I got kind of paranoid about that for a while. Who knows what happened? Probably It's nothing. a big, crazy world. It's asymmetrical. But I tell you what, he Speaking came of, on... You know, they're, they're boycotting Budweiser now? Who? Team Trump, because they're mad that the Super Bowl ad was all about oh, immigrants. Yeah. It was a powerful ad. Wasn't it as, a, as far a as German beer immigrant? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. From the motherland. I don't Are you guys really upset about that one? <laughs> oh, no, I like that one, I think. Go but, ahead. Uh, to, to take you back to the Quad Cities real quick. Just wait for the music. Okay. Um, we went, so we went to the show. We had, Nicole and I had some really nice seats off oh, to the side. Great. And John, John Mellencamp opened like right away. And then I think Donovan came out as like an intermission almost. And uh, he started singing Atlantis. Like, do you know, do you know that song Atlantis? It opens with a spoken word in the lost city of Atlantis. And he was like, he had tight black jeans on and he was like grinding. He kept like doing this <laughs> thing with his pelvis. Oh. And I mean, this was like a John Mellencamp crowd. They just fucking heard Jack and Diane. And I was totally afraid that a bottle was going to come flying out of the crowd and hit him or something. They were going to slob it. What did they call that in the? Gob. Gob him. He didn't get gobbed though. He got, people liked him. But it kind of reminded See, I'm me of like... clearly missing our Book Buddies podcast. I know. We want to go back to that. But I'd been in Donovan's shoes before, I think, you know? Like, I had some friends who were kind of jocks, and I remember... like You from, put on your tight pants and started grinding on them? Well, no, no, no. But from when I was, like, growing up, you know, we'd uh, I'd hang out with them when I was kids. And then, like, when we got into high school, we weren't as close to friends. But every once in a while, they'd invite me to one of their parties. And it was kind of similar to that. Like, I was, I was the Donovan at the party doing the pelvis grind. Hey, Tyson, do that dance, man! Everyone loves that. Yeah, dance. do that dance. Ah, look at him. Uh, look at him go. Uh,
It's got some psych in there. Yep. Psychedelia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like Donovan, but I can hear the love of Donovan. Energizer. Do you want to go on my rock and roll tour bus? <laughs> Just stop grinding like that. Okay, <clears throat> if you talk like this, you got to move your pelvis, man. Food news eventually. It's the food news eventually portion of the podcast. Matson's top five trends for 2017. Mark, who is Matson? Oh, you know what? I didn't put it in the doc here. Let me, I wanted to read. I thought this was very well said. Did you? We get, this is Matson. We gain insight into future trends by virtue of the fact that our work today will hit the market in the next 12 to 24 months. We are literally developing the future. Okay. Oh. Easy Icarus. Big lead, big thought leader there. Yeah. They're developing the future. We also engage regular consumers during the testing of foods, food behaviors, and new food ideas. Our clients range from individual entrepreneurs to the largest food companies in the world. They're very well known. So okay. when they kick out a report that says, here's the trends that matter. You listen. Insiders pay attention. Insiders pay attention. Although, you know what? <clears throat> These aren't the greatest trends I've ever seen. Me. I mean... Perfectly imperfect stuff. You got some potato chips getting made from throwaways. Great. It's like two years ago. Yep. Smart kitchen stuff. That's like four years ago. I mean, the gadgets... Of things. I mean, to their credit, the software is maybe catching up and these things can communicate better, but there's no common language, you know? I thought you poured something in there. I, I did, but I poured it out because it was cold water. I poured oh. the hot water. Have some, more tea. some hot water. My, th- my throat is a little scratchy. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. Number three. I was going to go on a little UX game <laughs> tangent. <laughs> yeah, I could see it coming. Animal to plant. Oh. Well, I mean, it just. Oh, God! <laughs> There's no. It, it's hard for like. Because, you know, a smart washing machine by Maytag can't communicate with a smart refrigerator by Frigidaire. What are you going to do? There's no common OS. There's no way for them to share information. So there needs to be some sort of second internet, the internet of things, perhaps. IOT. But the other reason people might not want this stuff is like, that's, that's one of the way that uh, they get hackers you. can get into your shit, man. They can hack into your system, into your mainframe through your Nest thermostat. Baby. Bra. <laughs> that's just UX game talk. Mm-hmm. Experience design it's game. The government. Listening in on you through your Alexa. Animal to plant to cellular. So this is like plant-based Smart. meat substitutes. I like the way that they... And lab-grown meats. They drew the line, though. Yeah, we're all moving to plant-based from animal, but yeah, then we're going to move to cellular-based. You make the animal stuff without even... It's not like mimic it with plants. We're going to make it without the animal. Yeah. It's like that perfect day. Tyson's milk, tube steaks. The, the tube steaks and the milk guy. We uh, He was on a show. Oh, I opened the window. It's too nice outside. We're going to risk a little noise. Eschewing traditional retailing. See, they, you called it cashews. You said cashews were going to be huge. Oh, eschewing. <laughs> You're buying stuff <laughs> other places, <laughs> not just uh, at, a re- at a grocery store. No, this is what I was talking about earlier. This is like why Whole Foods has produce <laughs> oh, yeah, butchers well, now. Listen to what I said before. Well, because they're trying to compete with Amazon, homie. That's true. That's true. People are just the, buying stuff online. They're waiting to drone it in. The final, the final trend, and perhaps the best, would be post-truthiness, as I called it. This is a scary trend. Well, it's... In other words, more consumers are trusting their gut or opinions of vocal influencers instead of experts. That's right. I'm calling it the food babe and or Trump effect. Both apply. 
They do. She should be in you his cabinet. You should go long on Keebler fingers right now. But is that like a really a trend to be? That's what I don't like about this report. Is they're just like, oh, and this is a trend. It's just a thing. It's I nothing mean, you should be afraid of. You know, people don't like facts anymore. Yeah, but there's, hey. different, there's different ways to go about the trend game. Some of it's specific, like cashew is the next big nut. Some of it is just giving a definition to something happening in society. Yeah, but this is like that dangerous kind of normalizing thing. Because this is like, Ooh. this is a trend report, right? So they're saying, hey, it's just post-truthiness. Get mm. ready to start marketing via this channel or with this mindset. Ya. Instead of saying, standing up and saying, this isn't right. Let's not give in. Hey. What? Oh, Who, there's something going talking? on. What is that? It sounds like they're holding some sort of military drill out there. It might be. What you're saying is if, if it's on trend... That's a problem. You need to get on trend with it and get on board with the food babe post-truthiness Trump I'm effect. saying we don't want that to happen. I know. You're worried about it. I'm saying, I mean, I guess you're, hey, that's that's their cop out. Hey, we're just trend spotters. You're saying. We just, we just identify the trends. We're not propagating them. Scientist says animal fat is bad. It's bad. Don't go, to, don't go to food babe who says, hey, man, don't listen to the scientists when you know that I know about the air in the airplane. Something like that. That was a reenactment. A dramatic. Great, great dramatized. It was fiction. Yep. I felt like I was in the room with the food babe. <laughs> Much like you probably felt like you were standing across from Donovan a moment ago. <laughs> hey, food babe. Food babe, do you want to... Yeah, there's wanna, a bunch of microbes in the air. Do you want to go non a yoga mat on a rock and roll tour bus? Food babe? Yeah, baby. Why <laughs> is so Austin Powers? He's, he was like a little bit like that. Oh. Oh, I have a follow-up. Another trend story. Dairy innovations will take butter to new flavor places. This is ridiculous. Chefs, producers, and dairy companies are excited about butter being back and are taking it to new flavor places. <laughs> These flavor places. By consolidating all the flavor that is an alien butter and can flavor. be cooked out of butter naturally or infused into butter. The reason why I pulled this quote so is because you said that? flavor. Cara, Cara, Cara Nielsen, a trendologist. Did you see that? I didn't, I pulled a quote myself and I put that in there because I, oh, I loved one. it so much. A trendologist. Excuse me. Oh no. Uh-oh, sorghums. Nope. Just a cold. Just a standard cold. So what are we talking about? Cultured butter that you could buy on the shelf. You yeah. don't have to make it. Yeah. Brown butter, buy on the shelf. These are common tools in the chef's toolkit. Flavored butters. I was talking to some folks in Boulder about that a while ago. Let's make some goddamn flavored butters. Make a killing. High quality flavored butter. I made some once from scratch. What Excuse flavor me. was it? Mint honey. You made mint honey butter? You bet I did. Wow, look at you go. Imagine that on some toast. Ooh. Or imagine just putting some butter on a toast and then putting some honey on the toast. <laughs> And then maybe rubbing a mint leaf on your uh, tongue. Clearly you're jealous. And this weird in-store hand-churning trend. Yeah, it's just like taking that whole artisan-y, max, Produce uh, waxed, mustachioed yep. approach a little too far. I don't think people are going to go churn their own damn butter. No, 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 no. They don't have to churn. Well, I don't do think they? they're going to go watch people churn it. <laughs> yeah, they want to watch people churn it. <laughs> Was this butter churned today? What have you had? You know how you can get your own, you can make your own peanut butter at like a Whole Foods? Grind the own nut, your own nuts? But there's one of your trends is baked what in What if here. you churned your own... Go ahead. With uh, the microorganisms. What? Convert into simple sugars and lactic acid, bringing different tastes of the sour, sweet, and salty and, salty and bitter. That's mom. the cultured butter, right? Yeah. This is like... Wasn't that one of your trends? Like 
oh, fermented live everything. shit and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even your flavored butter. Absolute. All right. Wow. Thanks for the trend update, Mark. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, you can get a trend update anywhere, but where else can you get a trend update with from a kingmaker? Style. From an insider. With a reenactment of Donovan talking to Food Babe. That's right. And to close out the food news eventually, segment of the show, I've got some non-food we ever, news. We never met Food Babe. We tried to. Oh, no. We, at, at the show. That was we, her security detail. You were her security. She just didn't realize it. I don't know if she's still... Are we just not paying attention? Or is she we lost? Checked, some, what are you talking about? We checked in with Food Babe. Like, I know, but I, I she miss had a her. baby. What's she doing? Oh, she, she had, had a baby. baby. What's, she, what's she mad about? Probably baby food Sugars, now. added sugars. Probably anything you know, that you know what? Good for her. to children. Good for her. Oh, look who just loves the food, babe, now. So you got, hey, take people at their face value. You're just so on trend. I don't stereotype them. Put them in boxes. Um, swans, uh, Thor Harris. Speaking you, of boxes. So last, last episode, we talked about Thor Harris and uh, his prescription for a more balanced <laughs> life. It was a little bit of a, yeah, I was expecting more. Were you? I thought it was great advice. I actually watched a video, too, of him reading a bunch of his poems. It was reminiscent of one Joe Wenderoth's letter to Wendy or letters to Wendy's. It was like him just like dear, like, you know, dear Houston, Texas. And it was his letter to Houston, Texas. Uh-huh. He was writing letters to people. Oh, as poems. Is that not what Joe Wenderoth did? Did I miss that? I mean, I know it was a little more high concept. He was like filling out the complaint form. Or the, the concept was that he, he went to Wendy's every day for lunch. Fill, I think it was lunch. Filled out the comment card, mailed it, and, and wrote bizarre poetic statements. Man, if he had just a little and more... And that was a novel. That was not poems. Okay. If he had a little more Morgan Spurlock in him, he could have done double duty on that. He could have done a documentary that would have catapulted him to worldwide acclaim and done a novel. If he's eating Wendy's every day anyway. I don't think he would have gotten that mainstream. Some of those letters were a little rough. It's true. They were... Please kill me times. Yeah. When I think mainstream, I do not think Joe the dipping, Wenderoth. The dipping of the genitals into the frosty. Did that happen? That's in one of them. Okay. I actually never read it. Uh, 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 imaginations about Wendy. Ooh. It's like sexual ruminations. I, on... I can't remember. I don't want to put words in his mouth. Okay. Did he ever, is he coming on? I never followed up. Right. We should, we'll get Joe Wenderoth on the show sometime. Friend of the show. I want him to read poems. Friend of mankind. Yep. So fellow poet Thor Harris, back on Twitter, he was suspended after posting a Nazi punching tutorial. So before I even saw this news, before you sent it to me, I had actually watched the video on Instagram. Oh, I thought you were going to say this. I read that headline to mean he was like, it was a pro-Nazi video. Like, this is how the Nazis threw punches and no, 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 let no. me teach you how because it's great. He was like, here's how you throw a punch against a Nazi slash Republican Party member. No, no. What he says uh, is he urges viewers not to punch a Nazi, quote, or any other member of the Republican Party. That's what I said. Saying that peaceful protest is preferable. But if you have to do it, he continues, please get someone to film it. (laughs) He then explains the safest and most effective way to throw a punch with a full demonstration. He says like, you know, keep your elbow high, keep your wrist straight. And you don't, you don't punch the face isn't your target. You punch through the face, through the face, a spot past the face, not in the face, not on the face. No, through the face. But he gets, he gets suspended. Right. On Twitter for that. Probably because it had Nazi in it. Was there Nazi in it? Uh, yeah. He, he said, don't punch a Nazi, but if you have to, or any member. So of you're it. saying you think Twitter 
suspended him because they thought he was saying don't hit Nazis? Just because it had Nazi around it. We have we have Nazis like in government right now <laughs> tweeting. <laughs> what is that guy's handle? What's his name? Spencer? The 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 Spicer? No, that's a different guy. <laughs> The, 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 the young buck head of the Nationalist Socialist American Party or whatever, Ugh. who got punched on the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Isn't that Yanni something? Yanni Yakov. He's got like a, a Greek You're name, talking about Yanni Mapanopoulos. That's different. I can't keep them all straight. Spencer. Richard Spencer, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the one who got clocked on video. I think it's Thor's going like, here's how you punch a Nazi. And just because it had Nazi in it, Twitter decided to flag it. And, but he got back. He's fine. Okay. I just thought it was kind of weird. I'm... I'm I wrote a little bullet here about the PC pendulum. Ooh. Because, you know, uh, if, if among many other things... Like feel, LA it, Salami. What feels like the, yeah, like the Trump election was a referendum on political correctness in some ways. But mm-hmm. is, the pendulum, is the pendulum now swung to the other side? Maybe I misinterpreted why he was suspended, but I'm assuming like, what, now we can't... You can't say mean things about Nazis now? That's become a thing. A political party that yep. made its name yep. through industrialized genocide... And that's even coming. Is not from, to be disparaged. I think some of that's even coming from the left, right? Like the be, liberal snowflakey stuff. Like you can't punch anybody. Free speech. It's like it's okay to punch a Nazi. No, I mean I agree. I don't think you should punch people. But if you're gonna do it, film it. Film it. <laughs> Sound advice. And do it right. Do it the Thor Harris way. Don't break your wrist punching a Nazi. That would be the true tragedy, right? If you hurt yourself punching a Nazi, that'd be kind of depressing. Because then it's like didn't. No, really as it. you do, it happens. That's not food news. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, that, see, this is where we could end the show with the tarot reading and just like go off on something like that. And it would be just who knows where it would take us. If anyone has listened to uh, In the Face, episode Juliet, which uh, came out on Friday. You know, that's the show where we do NFL picks and we do tarot readings. And we ask the tarot because we're going to take a break from In the Face. Football season's hibernating. Maybe we'll come back for the Masters. But we're thinking, like, we're having so much fun with this tarot. Should we do it on Natch? Oof. Maybe, go, you know what? Go we'll, listen to that show for the We're only at 45 minutes. Outcome. Do you want to do it? We could do another tarot reading right now and just ask the same question in a different setting. Let's do it one more time. All right. Just, just because it was pretty harsh. And, you know, you can go listen to the tape on In the Face if you like. Excuse me. But what we were talking about is like how the Super Bowl was a lot like the election, right? Seemed like everyone wanted Atlanta to win. Seemed like a sure thing for a long time. And then bam. Don't go repeating podcast material from our other show. Why no? I'm just saying that that tarot reading then mirrored that same thing. Mm. The past and present card were like, fuck yeah, you should do the tarot on on Natch. And then the last card was the moon. It was like, error. (laughs) Grave error. The lobster bays at the moon. (laughs) So we're just going to give it one more chance. Let me hear what a lobster sounds like. What do lobsters... Well, have you ever boiled a lobster live? They go, well, But it's actually not them screaming. It's like the air oh. inside their exoskeleton, right? Creaking and... Unedited sound from a female lobster. Oh. Like little kitties. Yeah, but you're no fan of the lobster, right? Don't you call it an ocean rat or something? Ocean cockroach? No, all I said is it's strange to me that people are so adverse to eating bugs. Holy crap, look at the size of this lobster. Because (laughs) top five biggest lobsters ever caught. 
Oh, we got sidetracked here. That's all right. Bear with us. We got some good music. Yeah, that's a pretty big lobster. No, but the the guys are going to hold one up. That's the one we need to see. Are you waiting for the screen grab? Yeah, the screen grab was enticing. It's good music, too. Sounds like an old gay track. (laughs) I think that is my music. Is there any way to skip ahead to what you saw, perhaps? Just start the reading, and I'll tell you when it's here. All right. Well, I was going to touch the cards to your third eye center, but maybe that's what (laughs) fucked us up before, so maybe I won't Touch it to your... Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Past, present, future. Oh, my God. This is a five-minute video. Of lobsters? Of huge lobsters? (laughs) I think so. All right. Should... The question is, should we do tarot readings to conclude each episode of Natch? I need, I'm going to need your attention here, Mark. You need if you're not focused on the task at hand, then we're going to get another right. odd reading. Okay, past. The Nine of Swords. Do I need to write these down? No. I mean, you might want to. For posterity, I don't know. Prosterity? Pa- what is it? I always mess that one up. From a prostate? Prostate. Prosperity? Yep. Pros- prosperity. prosperity. I want to write them down for prosperity. Isn't there something poster? Oh, shit. Yeah, the yeah there is. <laughs> Illuminate us. No. You okay. keep trying. Nine of Swords. One seated on her. Oh, yeah, okay. One seated on her couch in lamentation with the swords over her. Divinatory, meaning, divinatory meanings death, failure, miscarriage, delay, deception, disappointment, despair. Reversed. Dude. Imprisonment, doubt, suspicion, reasonable they fear. They really shame. don't want us to do this. <laughs> I guess not. But this is the past. So maybe the past, but the past now is the past reading. The past is that we didn't do them on the show. No, no. But maybe on this reading, the past is actually referring to the past reading that we did on In the Face. This reading refers You're to that reading. intuitive. And now it's saying that that reading was a miscarriage, no, you a know failure. What? People who haven't heard In the Face, they need to know that... Josh is so intuitive that he opens a tiny little how-to manual for how to do a tarot reading. Well, I've been told by Crohn's that you can do a tarot reading just intuiting what you see in the picture, but I like to know the history a little bit, okay? Hmm. So I got my little zine here. Okay. Present. Queen of swords. A lot of swords, man. We pull a lot of swords when we do this. Is there something bellicose about us? Warlike? Her right hand raises the weapon vertically. And the hilt rests on an arm of her royal chair. The left hand has extended the arm raised. Her countenance is severe, chastened, and suggests familiarity with sorrow. Meanings, widowhood, female sadness. We've had this card before. And embarrassment, absence, sterility, mourning. So absence. So right now we're in the present. The present, as defined by the previous reading, was that we were going to do no more of these tarot readings. And what's that do? Tell you what that does. It creates a, a female sadness and embarrassment and absence, a sterility. This podcast could go sterile if we don't continue. Oh, maybe. I mean, right now we're very sterile because we're in a place where we've decided not to do the tarot readings anymore. The future. Now, this one looks a little bit more promising than the moon. The, the, mo- ch- the moon looked great. But look at the chair, the chariot. Oh, that looks promising. We've got some sphinxes in the foreground. A chariot looks like something we could ride into victory. I like riding. <laughs> Do you? You like riding? You want to roll it on a rock and roll tour bus? <laughs> on your rock and roll tour bus. <laughs> uh, cha- the chariot. So, oh, geez. Susor? 
S-U-C-C-O-R. I don't know that word. Come on, Williams, man. What is it? Sucker. That's, it's just sucker? Sucker. What does it mean? Susor. What does it mean, wise guy? Sucker? It's what they give a kid at the liquor store, no, right? Like sucor? You mean sucor? <laughs> you fucking asshole. You didn't even know the word. Sucker. Uh, yeah. It means like... Uh, oh, yeah. Very convincing. No, I'll tell you. Sucker. Uh, hardiness. All right. Fortitude. I'm looking it up, you motherfucker. Okay, Sucker. Uh, Providence. First also, I'm going to play it. Oh, oh, well, well, well. Sucker. Bang. Yeah, you're a sucker. Noun. Assistance and support in times of hardship and distress. A helping hand. I was what you close, said. Close. Not even close to what you Very said. Very close. So, but this is good. The chariot. Should we continue the chariot on Natch? Yes, because we'll be providing assistance and a helping hand. Uh, also, it suggests war. There's a war raging right now. A culture war. A war of rights. Triumph. Presumption, vengeance, trouble. Reversed is riot, quarrel, dispute, litigation, defeat. But I think we're going with the straight read on this one. Not the verse. Which this reading is saying, fuck the other reading. It's saying that uh, people need our susor right now. <laughs> Don't worry, we're here, we're here to susor. Match 101, two. <laughs> Episode 102. That's 102. Uh, thanks for listening to this one. He's the queen of swords. I'm the chariot. No, he's the sound hawk. Susor. We never got a nickname for you that stuck. It's because I'm nicknameless. I'm timeless. Pat I'm, Riot. I, I, didn't they call you? I had something for you. You could call me the Dawn, baby. <laughs> I could call you Tour Bus. The Dawn. I would call you Tour Bus. You want to ride on my rock and roll tour bus? I'll call you Rock and Roll Tour Bus. <laughs> Call me Mr. Pelvis? Nope. None of that? Uh, what? Thanks for listening. What was that? That was an ill-placed match. We'll be happens. back for 103 next week. <laughs>